This is Lindsley Register, a.k.a. Laura from The Walking Dead, and you are listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. Welcome to the Stuff and Things podcast. Your home for all stuff related to your favorite things in entertainment. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Stuff and Thangs podcast. I am Sam. As always, I'm always Sam. And I'm delighted to say I'm joined by the man who is always, Stefan. Hey, how you doing man? Yeah, not bad. Um, Okay, I've got a cold, so uh, apologies to everybody. Increase your antivirus software on whatever you're listening to this. Uh, Hopefully I won't give it to anybody. If you are sniffing your way through, aren't you? Quite possibly, yes, yes, a little bit. I, I seem to be sort of copping for it more this year. I don't know whether perhaps... I think working longer hours. I think that's what's doing me. Uh, it's I'm, the mutation, I'm, mate. It's the start of the zombie apocalypse. Everyone's getting this weird, coldy, flu thing. That's how it's all yeah. going to start. No, 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 you could be right. I mean, me and Alfie used to say all the time, man flu was the precursor to the zombie apocalypse. Um, yeah, could well that's be true. Evil. Um, evil. We are discussing The Walking Dead. Uh, we are discussing Season 10, Episode 5. The title ah, of the episode... No, no, the episode was definitely not called Our Crap. Oh, I wrote it down somewhere and now I can't find it. The title of the episode is... Wait, wait, I'm, I'm rustling through my paperwork trying no, to find... No, Where did I write it? That. Why did I not write it at the top of the first... Oh, go on, tell me. I'm Season 10, Episode 5 was not called Wait, Wait... I'm what it always it. is. my paperwork... The title of the episode is What It Always Is. I told you I wrote it down. For some reason, I wrote it halfway down my second page. <laughs> um, so, we've got this episode to discuss, and I normally sort of uh, jump around a bit, but I'm going to open this week because I know you're dead keen to share a theory. Uh, we, we discussed last week who let Negan out. Who yes. let the Negan out? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the start of this episode, there's this kid, and you're kind of thinking, ah, well, that answers that pretty quickly. But then, of course... God, he's annoying, he, that kid. Yeah, we'll, we'll discuss him later. Uh, but he he basically says, who let you out? So we know it's not him, which is which is good, because it kept the mystery alive. It yep. kept, uh, kept us still thinking. But you have a theory, so I'm going to be quiet, which I know everyone listening is going to be thankful for. And okay. you are going to regale me and our listeners, with the theory, bring it on. And hope it's not the same as what you've had, but I have seen a couple on social media along the same line, so we'll see. All right, right, go for it. I think it was Daryl. Controversial. I think Daryl is aware that what Negan did was to save Lydia. Yep. So he has then realised that the council are going to kill him either way. Like, he's not going to win. Yep. And also knows that if there's anyone that's going to be able to deal with the Whisperers, Negan's up there with a heck of a good chance they're going to be able to deal with it. So I think Daryl has released Negan and basically said to Negan, you disappear and you go deal with the Whisperers. Off you go. So If you die out there, you die out there, but you're going to die a hero trying to sort it out. You stay in your cell, you're going to die in here and not remembered really anyway. So, I'm opening the door, you go deal with Alpha and Beta. Off you go. <laughs> okay. Um, 
<clears throat> I, I have some questions. Okay, yep. Okay, first question. Yep. Uh, Daryl hates Negan with a passion. The last time we saw them interact was after the Lydia incident. And yep. Daryl was quite clear that he would like to just get his hands around his throat, yep. possibly kill him himself. Why do you think that would change? Purely because I reckon Daryl knows that Negan could kill Alpha, but chances are Negan's going to die as soon as he does it because of Beta anyway. So it's kind of like a, you know, kill two birds with one stone. So following the theory that Daryl's basically proposed to him, look, they're going to kill you if you stay in this cell. I'll let you out, but I'm only letting you out on the basis. You, you go, go deal there. with Alpha. Okay, yeah. You go and take this, you know, skin jobs. Okay. Because where's, Alpha where's... knows everyone, but she doesn't know Negan because Negan's always been locked up. Okay. He's an unknown face. Okay. But where's Negan's incentive here? Why would Negan go and do that? This is the whole redemption arc. This is his final redemption. No, I'm, I'm get from a storytelling point of view. I'm, I'm just discussing as a character. Yep. You're in a jail cell. You think you're going to get executed, even though you've in essence done the right thing. Yep. Daryl, someone you you know you have that obvious tension with. He's letting you out, and he's done a deal, shook hands on a deal to say, right, I'm going to let you out, but you have to go and do that. Why? Why follow? Why not just disappear? You're pissing on my parade here, mate. Well, no. I don't, I don't, <laughs> see, you know, the funny thing is, when I watched the episode, when the episode finished, I was my mind went to who let Negan out again. Yeah. And uh, we got a message coming to the page. Uh, a lady whose name has just gone clean out of my head, Brianna. Brianna. Yep. Yep. Sorry, Brianna. That was rude. Um, basically, uh, and she she mentioned Daryl again. I sort of read that and I thought. No, I just can't see it. I can't see him getting past his hatred. Mm-hmm. And then I, I suddenly I started to think to myself, who would be the most calculating? Who would be the person who right now is so consumed with anger and oh. rage that they would unleash Negan on the Whisperers? Carol. Carol. Oh. And so my mind went to there. My mind okay. went to... Let's let's walk this through. So you imagine Carol is aware of the situation. Everyone thinks she's been locked in her room. I don't buy that. Carol is able to sneak out, do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. Carol goes to see Negan. Carol says, I want this bitch dead. Negan says, I can't do anything from in here. Yep. Carol lets Negan out. Negan possibly, in his mind... Is thinking when I'm out of here, I'm gone. I'm not touching the whispers. I am gone. Yeah. But then we have what happens in the episode, and you know he puts his jacket back on. He's got a barbed wire wrapped bat. He's thinking, all right. If if I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm Negan, bitch. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. So that that was kind of where my mind went. It is. It's probably been one of the the better things that's been done for a while, where we've been able to really wrap our heads around who would have let him out. Yeah, who could have done it? Or um, why? It's it's kind of <laughs> it's probably indicative of the show and the writing that we became accustomed to. That I do have that impending doom feeling of it being really naff, and it yeah. just being like, well, actually, no one let him out. Uh, he, someone forgot to lock the cage again. You know? <laughs> yeah. Accidentally, yeah. the guard fell asleep. 
Yeah, so Negan pickpocketed him. So yeah. you're just going to be like, oh, bloody hell. You know, I've come out with all these amazing theories and it was none of them. <laughs> yeah, the way um, it's going at the moment, I can believe it. Yeah, so it's kind of like, I, I really enjoy that part of the TV show. I really enjoy uh, stuff like that where me and you can get stuck in and come up with theories. Either of those could be right. I mean, Daryl has got the capacity to think like that. He's learned yep. a lot from the mistakes he made in All Out War. Uh, he now has lines. Seeing. He He's now developing. speaks. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. someone watched the episode with me this week. You hadn't watched The Walking Dead since uh, since Season 7. Basically just got fed up with it and stopped watching. Um, yep. And they said to me, what's wrong with Daryl's voice? I said, nothing. He's just talking now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, he actually forms words. This is basically how he sang it in seasons one and two <laughs> see the, what i love as well the whole daryl thing makes me laugh um someone put oh, i was on twitter i think it was mm. and it, it was one of those tweets that just makes you really laugh yeah and it was like daryl seasons one to three can talk yeah daryl seasons three to nine forgets what his voice is yeah daryl season 10 given lines but learn sign language it was season yeah. 11 <laughs> mute daryl yeah yeah, which is quite funny. He's finally allowed to speak and he's communicating with someone who's deaf. That is actually hilarious. Yeah, yeah the awesome. irony of it. It's like, yeah, Daryl talks out oh, with his hands. Um, so there's different, uh, like, like with every episode, there's different story arcs going on, there's different mm-hmm. things. I want to pick out a couple of the um, smaller ones first. Not smaller in gravitas, but just kind of uh, pick them out because the dissect the two things. I want to open with King Ezekiel. Yes. So, Ezekiel's dying. Uh, yeah, pretty much. My yeah. exact note I wrote down is Ezekiel's dying. Shit. Why? <laughs> yeah, it's a um, strange one. Because, again, it's not what happens in the comics. He no, dies, he which, dies in the comics, but not like this. Yeah, which I'm not which I'm not fussed by. Because if they wanted to, that death could still happen. Yeah. If you see what I mean. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not fussed by that. Changes from the comics. You know, a TV show based on a book... A uh, film based on a book, a uh, TV show based on a graphic novel comic. Uh, based on, I think, has to be the key word. Uh, I think because if you follow scene by scene, verbatim, line by line, you run boring. the risk. Well, Scott Gimple kind of ran that gauntlet where he was such a massive fan of the comics that sometimes he wanted it to be scene for scene, like slide for slide. He, he wanted yeah. it to be identical. And as someone who, uh, basically going into All Out War, caught up, if you like, sort of read them to catch up, mm-hmm. I was watching the episode just like, oh, oh I, I literally know this, I know every line, I know every scene, and I know sometimes you go, oh, well that scene's going to be cool when, when I see that, and there is an element of that, and I do think the iconic stuff from the comics being put into the TV show appeals to everybody. Because yeah, I like it, it when they do the subtle things as well. Mm. Um, when Lydia was in the in the cell, yeah, and they had the two people standing over her. It was different characters, but it was like a direct yeah. visual from an episode, like a one of the graphic novels. Yeah, yeah was, little yeah. bits like that, I love. Yeah, you're you're, you're not wrong. Um, so. What I want to talk about with regards to Ezekiel is he's hidden this illness. He knows what it is. It's been in his family. Uh, I think he mentions his grandmother and his father. Um, So he recognises what it is. He knows that it's perfectly treatable in the world, but in the apocalypse, not so much. 
Um, he knows he's dying. Uh, I'm guessing by Sadiq's reaction, you know, Sadiq was kind of like, oh, we could do this, we could do this, and Ezekiel kind of looked at him and it was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so Sadiq clearly knows as well it's game over. He encourages him to try and speak to Carol, but Ezekiel doesn't seem to be able to do that. Well, um, he switches the machine off, uh, the radio off right at the last second. He does, yeah. I mean, I, I can kind of get that. Um, he's, you know, he's processing a lot. What's interesting to me is obviously it puts the context of last week him contemplating suicide into a new light as well. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that in that moment when Michonne saved him and everything, he was, we watching felt he was opening up. He was still wasn't, he was still holding back because obviously he didn't tell Michonne. No. Still and, hiding it from the outside. And I don't know about you, man, but the and yet I smile thing is now even more crippling. Yeah, I mean, it was it was crippling. When you first read it, it was like, oh, first yeah. heard it, sorry. It was like, yeah. wow, yeah, that's... Yeah, suffering with depression, and yet I yeah. smile. Um, I worked my way through it, but now we find out that he's suffering from depression and knowing he's like terminally ill. Yeah. And yet I smile, you go, wow. Yeah, and... I mean, the impact of this on my poor Jerry is going to be awful. Um, so, someone needs to reach out to that guy, give him a hug yeah. in advance. Um, I'm, I'm willing. Yeah, Jerry, yeah, I'm right here for you, brother. We'll get some peach cobbler. Um, I it, that arc, it was kind of when I first read it, I was like, why? Why would you do that? Why would you have him die that way? Or why would you bring that into it? But then at the same time. Uh, it is actually a good thing. We do actually now have, you know, all these threats, all these times, but disease, illness still exists. And they're um, being brought back in, which is it's horrible because of the character it is. Yeah. But it brings, again, that little bit of realism. It does. It does. Um, it brings. Yeah. Fear the Walking Dead obviously did it first with Grace. Yeah. For those of you that have, have watched that season as well. Yeah. Um, Grace is suffering from radiation poisoning. Yeah. And we watch her throughout the season, kind of the near misses and the yeah. problems that go along with it, and gradual deterioration until we discover. But anyway, that's that's a sidebar. Big spoiler yeah. for fear there. You haven't watched it yet. Yeah, and then in this, we're now going to see Ezekiel. Well, we've already got Sadiq with the PTSD. Yeah, which we said we liked because it's that bit of realism. Yeah. Um. After what they've been through, why is no one else suffering from it? We're now seeing <laughs> someone with it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, to now see these kind of these disease, diseases, illnesses, yeah, things like know, that coming into it. You know, the the lady losing, uh, Kelly losing her hearing like her sister. Which is um, horrible, but at the same time, so good to have been added in because it's a real life, a real life problem. It is. And, and like I said to you, one of the things about the show that I think ties people in is real, real people in an unreal situation. Yeah. Um, which keeps you kind of hooked into it. Um, I don't think there's much more to say on Ezekiel, really. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes going forward, whether perhaps he sacrifices himself knowing he's already gone at some point. Um, yeah. Like a real go-out-as-a-king-as-a-boss kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I am I was worried at first. When he first starts taking off his scarf... thought he'd been bit. I did. My first yeah. thought was, oh, God, he's got a bite. Yeah. And I thought, where is it? Then I started getting my head going, well, where has it come from? And I thought, yeah. oh, the tree fell down, he was helping people in and out, and I was yeah. like, oh, damn, that means he's got, like, no time left. Yeah. And then at least with this, he's, we know he's now got a bit more time. Well, we know, in essence, we know he's on borrowed time. Um, I yeah. think 
you see a swelling like that <laughs> um that's you know that's late stage that that's yeah not good yeah it's not good um and he's keeping it hidden he ain't going to be able to keep his condition hidden for long no. i i think a uh, bold prediction here but i i think we may well see him go out before the mid-season See, I I was thinking the mid-season finale. Quite possibly. Um, I I just think that we will, you know, I, I think we will see him go out, which which is a shame. He's a great character, but a really nice guy as well. I met him at the um, was it Walker's talk? I met him. Oh yeah, I think it was. I think it was how I met him. But yeah, yeah. he's a really good. Guy. Yeah, well, no, I mean on on Twitter he's great. Um, yeah, I like him a lot. No. The the other um so moving away from Ezekiel another character who has sort of like a small uh, but again very impactful gravi- gravitas sort of wise uh, Aaron has a what small... is that guy doing seriously he's annoying me right well let's let let me run through this a second and then I'll bring you in uh, so basically Aaron um is out and about he's kind of swapping around and swashing around a sword he sees uh, Gamma is opening up walkers into the water supply, so I'm guessing they're trying to poison the water yep. supply, uh, which, you know, not cool. Um, now, she cuts herself, We, you know, we're jumping around a little bit here, but she cuts herself, and he basically tries to befriend her. He, he like, throws her a bandage, tries to talk to her. Um, there's an extended version of this scene from where it was cut, um, where the conversation goes on a bit longer, um, which is doing the rounds on Twitter. It got shared after the episode. Ah. So he does proper try and befriend her. That's his goal there. Um, so I want to put it to you because I know from what you just said a second ago, you've got a strong opinion on this. Yep. Um, we are five episodes into this season. If, if you were to sum up Aaron's behavior in the opening four episodes, what what would be a key characteristic you think for his behaviour in those opening four? Uncharacteristic, really. Yeah, bang, spot on. That's the best way. So this is the most in character Aaron thing we've seen. Yeah, it's how he meets Rick and that line, isn't it? Trying to bring them into Very, very much you know, trying to bridge the gap, trying to find a way. So this this is the most Aaron thing we've seen. The first four episodes have all been about how angry he is, how, you know, he wants to get out there and kill, you, you know, he's yep. he's completely lost that diplomacy side of him, he's everything, and then this episode throws that out the window. Yeah, like, the way he's been in the first few episodes, he would have seen Gamma cut her hand, she's yeah. distracted, gone down and killed her. What, well, see this thing? I... And instead he throws her a bandage, and I'm like, oh wait, are you, are you the previous season's Aaron now? Or... Yeah. The other side of it is, number one, what the hell is he doing crossing the barrier to go down there? I think they're right on the border. I think that... Yeah, the border's on the bridge itself. In the middle of yeah, the bridge itself yeah. is the border. But he then goes across the bridge to go down. So he's crossing the border, which is a big uh, no-no okay. anyway. I-, I thought that bank was their side and the other bank was... Well, the, the way it's filmed, it makes it look like he goes across to the other side of the bridge. But again, it could just be the fact that they're filming yeah. from the other side of the bridge. Yeah, it could be. I, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly not entirely sure. I knew the sort of border was there. I, yeah. I, I just thought that it was... I thought the way they were doing it was kind of like she was on her side, he was on his side, and he was trying to talk across the divide, if that makes I kind of thought that yeah. was what they were going for. Oh, potentially that's why he throws it down some pain be. Um yeah. The other bit that gets me is he sees her slice open the stomach of a walker, mm. pour it into the water. Yeah, so he knows what they're, you know, he's not yeah, stupid. He's then stood there and waited however long it's taken for Gamma to go back to the camp, 
<laughs> say she needs another one. He yeah. gets killed. Alpha lead it to back. make her a fresh one. <laughs> yeah. Then lead it back and yeah. do it again. And he's yeah. stood there and waited and he's not gone, I should probably go back and tell people not to drink the yeah. water. Yeah. Well, I, I dare say at some point he's planning to do that. But it, like, I, like I said a minute ago, it is the most Aaron thing so far we've seen this season with him trying to do that. Yeah. And I think if this was episode one... I wouldn't even bat an eyelid at this scene, but we're episode five and the first four, he's not been the Aaron we know. And it's it's very difficult for me to kind of go like, okay, he's acting uncharacteristic, but this is how he is. He's angry. He's this. And then he just switches it off. It, it yeah. feels, it feels weird. It, feel, it just didn't make sense to me. Um, but it, I'm not, I'm not like... saying it's a bad idea though. I don't think it's yeah. a bad idea. I think, the idea is a sound one. If you can almost get one of them to humanize, yeah, you you are going to get a great insight. You know they've seen that young Lydia, but like you pointed out last week, he was all fine for Lydia to get a load of abuse. <laughs> yeah, he turns his back and lets him shout stuff out. Yeah, which means one of my theories was with Aaron was actually he's angry at Negan. He's not so angry at the Whisperers. He's angry at Negan. Yeah. Which is where we see his aggression come from. But then yeah. he lets Lydia get the abuse and everything else as well. So I'm like, well, that doesn't even... It's not even a case of him going, well, I don't care about Negan. Everyone else we can sort out Negan I hate. Because but, then he wouldn't have let Lydia get the abuse. Yeah. And and the thing is, it has been a long time. You know, your five-year time jump, five, six years have passed. Yeah. He is that angry still at Negan that his whole demeanour and characters changed. It's, yeah. it's bizarre that he's now that way round. Um, the, the other thing that kind of happens in that Aaron arc, um, and we'll bring Alpha in here, um, Gamma goes back and shows, uh, you know, Alpha, one of them threw me a bandage, the one with the metal hand, metal arm. Yep. Um, and, and Alpha's kind of like, okay, well, we'll use this to our advantage. So basically, are we setting Gamma up as a possible spy? You know, yep. um, Aaron's trying to turn her, but is she going to work that? That's certainly how it appears. Yeah, it looks um, like she's like, yeah, we can use him then. And I'm like, oh dear. That's not cool. Um, Gamma's going to turn around and go, yeah, I want to come join you guys. You helped me. You gave me a bandage. Yeah. Alpha, they're doing this, they're doing this, they're doing yeah. this. I've told them all to drink from the river because it's the best water. Well, Hee-hee. Yeah, see, <laughs> see, the other thing that um, I, I went... This is what came to my mind straight away when I was thinking of a potential spy getting into Alexandria. Yeah. So Gamma goes to um, Aaron, you know, I, I'm running away, you know, they saw the bandage, they're going to kill me. Aaron mm-hmm. feels responsible, Aaron brings her back. Yep. What if Gamma gets in there and sees that Lydia is in a cell? The only thing preventing Alpha from marching that horde and destroying Alexandria is the fact it would kill her daughter. If her daughter's locked in a cell, they could march that horde right through there, wipe everybody out, and she could just double back and let her daughter out. But, flip that, Alpha's told everyone that she killed Lydia. Because I made, she made Gamma's sister oh, yeah, sacrifice point, yeah. her daughter. So, so if Gamma, Gamma goes back and sees Lydia's still alive, yeah. does that then switch Gamma's perspective completely? Because 
Her yeah. sister is dead because yeah. Alpha made her sacrifice her baby, which sent her yeah. Dulali. Yeah. Yeah, does that she's... then flip the whole thing the other way around and Gamma actually does join the Alexandrians because you're a liar. Everything you've built is lies, Alpha. Yeah, I don't trust you. You're not wrong, brother. That's an interesting point of view regardless. So whichever way she looks at it, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, speaking of the Whispers, I mean, they're they're not massively featured in this episode. Obviously, we get the end scene, which we'll come to. Um, yeah. But Alpha, you know, someone suggests, you know, we march the horde right through. Alpha doesn't appreciate feedback from the group, it would appear. Nope, um, she's not open to it, that's for so, sure. So she kills him. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've been in some meetings where people have been putting their hand up every five minutes. I've wanted to do that. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah. Um, I like the way, though, Alpha's like, yeah, speak, tell me your yeah. plan. And, and everyone else kills is, him. Yeah, and everyone else is like, oh, dude, shut your mouth. No. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, learn learn your lesson. Um so she kills him, uh well Beta finishes him, mm-hmm. but they call the dead around them guardians. I that, like that. Yeah, that was interesting. I like that. That was that was sort of like a great. It's another guardian down. I was like, that's an awesome expression. Well it was just another great insight into how they view everything, you know? Um So yeah, yeah, it was interesting to me. Um yeah, these flesh-eating, apocalyptic kind of monsters that are zombies. They're our guardians. And I'm like, yeah. whoa, that's and messed the, up. And the reality is they are, you know, because they're yeah. in the middle and there's they've got, like, the dead just swarming around them. Um, they are quite literally their guardians. So, yeah, it was... Yeah, it's crazy. It was crazy. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, the Whisperers... Um, yeah, uh, the way she... Like I said, uh, Alpha whips up a fresh one for, for her to take back... Yeah, very messed up. But um, then Beta at the same time is annoyed at it mm. because they're losing Guardians. Like, Beta seems to have this real thing in his head of, like, we need more. We don't lose any at all. We need them all. Yeah. Whereas Alpha is very much a case of, well, there's another one. Off you go. Cheers. Well, Alpha's regard for human life appears to be at an absolute minimum. Um, yeah. I'm not entirely convinced Beta's regards that high. Um, He seems to regard the dead higher than he does the living. He does. Um, He does have a more high regard for the Guardians and the job they do than he does the living, which is, again, a very interesting perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the fun things in the comics about Beta is that he was famous before the apocalypse, and that's why he permanently wears a mask. Um... So people have been having a little bit of fun with, okay, so, you know, forget the comic book art, but imagine that he is going to be famous. What do you think he's famous for? WWE. Yeah, you think he's going to be a famous wrestler? He's the big show, or Diesel, or someone like that. Comes back, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, well, my geekiness of knowing the yeah, WWE well, from the old school. Yeah, yeah. well, no, that's, it's funny, yeah. yeah. The Hulkster, yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, but it could be funny. It could be quite funny. I'm actually going to put in a poll on our Facebook page. Okay, you know, if if we accept it, maybe he keeps his face concealed because he's famous. He he takes his mask off, and all you hear in the background is do 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 as his mask comes off. He's like John Cena. <laughs> now there is there is a meme video in that without any shadow of a doubt. So the minute we have an episode where Beta removes his mask, someone, somewhere, please, the internet, have to do it for Do me. this for us, yeah. John I Cena's face where. with, John Cena! Yeah. That will crack me up. 
beyond oh, belief. Right. Okay, so um, I've just j- jotted that down just to make sure that happens. Yeah, uh, see, I'm not as good on f- uh, the Photoshop as I need to be to do that. Um, no. Um, moving um, to uh, the hilltop, um, there's a lot of tension in the hilltop. The mm-hmm. there's a couple of people there um, who have lost to the whispers. Um, you know, the the blacksmith, his apprentice, yeah. both lost their their better halves. Um, and yeah. so there is a real tension growing at Hilltop. Yeah. The tree coming through, uh, I, I agree that that was done to them. I, I don't think that's a coincidence. Alexandra being hit, the tree coming through. The guy mentions that walkers are hitting them on a regular interval as well. So again, that feels like that's being done on purpose. Cause that's well, exactly... Alfred admits to it, doesn't she? Does she see there's something that there was a lot of speech from Alpha when they were talking about different things, and I kind of missed what. And I was going to go back, but I forgot. Does she actually admit to it? I mean, yeah, she says about um, that's when the guy then pipes up, I think. Why don't don't we just march the whole thing? Why are we doing it bits and drabs? Let's do all of it at once. And it's her saying, like, you know, we've done the trees, we're now doing the creek. Yeah, you've got to break them down and break them down, and then you can do it, sort of thing. I believe the translation that I got from that was her admitting that we did the tree. Yeah, we've done the herds, like the little yeah. one yeah. after the other. We're now doing their water. We're going to break them. Yeah, and, and we know Oceanside have got a problem. So yeah. when when we pick up with Oceanside again soon, we'll kind of learn more about what's going on there. Um, so Kelly's gone missing. Now, the very opening scene to this uh, episode, she's trying to bring down a, a wild boar. Um, yeah. Her hearing starts to go, and it really, you know, she's really disorientated by that. Um, she does manage to bring down the boar, but it, it brings in some walkers. Um, one gets to her. She manages to get away. Uh, you know, the boar kind of distracts the walkers in a way because they go for the boar and have a good, you know, feast. Yep. Um, one... The boar still being alive when she gets to it to to kill it with a knife was a little bit upsetting for me. Yeah, we don't see that very often on this. I I, I didn't need to see that to be honest with you. The boar looking terrified. I I, I know I, I'm sounding a little bit wet right here, but I, yeah, I'm okay with Negan <laughs> smashing someone's skull. Yeah, in the a few rock. weeks ago we talk about someone's nose getting bitten off their face yeah. and going that was a cool visual. It was. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay with. Like I said, Negan caving a kid's skull in with a rock. I'm good with that. The, the whole boar looking terrified as it died. I yeah. didn't need that. That was that was un, that was uncalled for. It was far too real for me. That looked real. I didn't like that. Yeah, we was, don't get much of the whole animal. We get a lot of animals get eaten and stuff like that, but we don't get any kind of like yeah, face shots of them yeah, looking like she, that. It's like, yeah, oh. Shiva dying did me in. Man. Um, yeah. Yeah, the minute that guy stopped drawing the tiger, I was gutted. Um, so, Kelly... so But the thing I want to bring up is, how in the hell did she survive? Yeah, right. A zombie's hand gets her... It's on like, her, yeah. and she she's completely out of it. She's delirious. We watch her. She's like almost slipping in and out of consciousness. How does she survive? Yeah, we next see her slumped up against a tree, not that far away from it, or when you're like... Yeah. Now, is it, I can't remember her name, I want to say, like, Mandela, Magda... Magna. Magna. Mm. I don't like her character, but I'm wondering, was she 
out there because she knew. No, she was back at the thing. Remember, because she was definitely there at this point. Yeah, we we had the scene with Yumiko and her, um, and then she sets out from there afterwards. Oh yeah, that's true. With, with Daryl and Connie, we'll um, kick onto the Yumiko sideline with her in a minute. We will but... definitely, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't get how. I mean, I know Negan's out there at the time, but he doesn't appear no, to be anywhere near no, it. No, no, no one saves her. Yeah, <laughs> she she has done that herself. But see, what, one of the things like that situation, if we if she was slumped a tree and it's just a walker coming towards her, and we're watching, we're like, oh no, oh no, she could be in trouble. And then the next time we see her, there's a walker down and she's still there in trouble. You go, ah, oh, well, she's you know, people who have survived this long in the apocalypse, they're badasses. Yeah. But she was. We actually watched the walker get her. We actually saw it grab her. It's there. It's on her, yeah. and she is not conscious. She's like falling in and out. Yeah, she's. She out. doesn't have a weapon in her hands. It's not like she had a knife in her hand, and all she'd have to do is you know thrust it up. Yeah. And also, there's no walker next to her when they find her. No, she's not even in the same place. She's gone from against a rock to against a tree. So what the hell? <laughs> yeah, that wasn't explained too great. And it, well, it wasn't explained at all, and because it was that close, you're kind of like, really? What? Yeah, we're, we're just, we're just. All right, okay, we're cool. It's like imagine a scene where you've got a main character, and they're so completely surrounded by walkers, and their walkers are closing in, closing in, closing in, and the last thing you see is all the walkers have closed in, and the character you can't see the character anymore. Yep. Then two scenes later, the character walks in. He's like, "Oh, that was close." You'd be like, "What? <laughs> How? What? <laughs> yeah. How in the hell?" Um. So yeah. Anyway. Um. That that was a little bit disappointing to uh, an interesting arc for me. Um. Daryl, Connie, and Magna obviously go looking. One of the things that's interesting before she goes is there's a little bit of information at Hilltop that things are going missing. Yep. Um, food. Uh, Magna was on guard. Yumiko seems to have uh, assumed some kind of leadership role there. Um, and Yumiko confronts her over it. You know, you were on guard, this has gone missing. There seems to be some serious tension between the two of them. And Magna goes off looking for Kelly um, rather than staying and talking about it. Yep. Um, yeah, Magna- I don't get that storyline at all. Why there's suddenly tension between the two of them? A, why is there suddenly tension? B, why is it now being explored? Like, is it a case of they're writing episodes and going, ah, this is only going to cover thirty-five minutes? Mm. Uh, we need to pad it a little bit. The Paddy Power adverts aren't quite enough in the UK. What can we pad Ugh. it with? Oh, uh, let's chuck that in there for a minute. Well, it, it, character development's fine, but. We we basically got confirmation of the two of them being in a relationship via a, a, a sex scene. Yep. It, obviously, it didn't go for HBO Game of Thrones, but, you know, for The Walking Dead, that was kind of like, oh, hello. Well, didn't expect to see that thrown in there. Yep. But then it's almost like from the moment that happened... They're at war with there, each other. There's an issue. Yeah, it, it was kind of like, well, this, this is strange. We, we've kind of all been watching them two thinking there was something there, but weren't sure... We've had confirmation, but the minute you've confirmed it, you've then taken it away. That that doesn't make sense. And the other bit I don't get is it's not like they're arguing over something that's just happened. They're arguing about something that happened pre-apocalypse. Well, this is the thing that I came back to, which is we last week she said you're not my lawyer anymore. Yep. Um, So Yumiko clearly represented Magna. That's how they met. 
And what comes out as a revelation this week is that Yumiko has always thought that Magna was innocent of the crime she was defending her for. Yep. And Magna admits that she was guilty of killing somebody. Yeah. And her 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 sort of counter argument to that is, yeah, but since the apocalypse, me and you have killed loads of people. I I completely get Yumiko's point of view here of, okay, so our relationship from day one has been based on a lie. Now you get out, I need a minute. <laughs> yeah. So I'm completely team Yumiko here, which is, yeah, valid. Since the apocalypse, we have had to kill to stay alive. This is pre-apocalypse. <laughs> I was your lawyer. You told me and I believed you were innocent. So our whole relationship, friendship to love, has been built on that lie. And I'm, I think perhaps them sleeping together cemented that it became a romantic relationship. And I think the reason why Magna's been such an ass since that moment is because she's wanted to tell the truth about that. And she's just blurted it out now. Like, you know, it was kind of eating at her. Like, you know, I've been with this woman so long. It's now become romantic. I have to tell her. Um, but I don't know how to tell her, so I'm I mean, just going to act like, like an ass. We're seven years, eight years into the zombie apocalypse. Uh, best part of a decade. Yeah. yeah. And you've kept it quiet for this long. You get a bit of some, and then you have to go and blab it. I mean, come on. You get a bit of some, and then you go and blab it. Dude, you're just like a woman's dream. I know, you're right? Such a great guy. If they only knew that I looked like a cross between Zac Efron and Ryan Reynolds as well, then, you know, I'd be sorted. Yeah, unfortunately, it's the cross of both rear ends. Um, so, <laughs> Magda and Yumiko's relationship is weird. Yeah. Uh, we can both agree with that. That's odd. Um, uh, not that the relationship's on, but just what's going on, the dynamic. It's just a weird thing going on. But the other thing is, Magna is the one who's been stealing the supplies, and it appears Kelly was aware of it. Yep. Um, so perhaps Kelly was involved and from the conversation between Magna and Yumiko it's not the first time they've done that when they've lived at a community yeah so I kind of thought to myself well I suppose they've not been there that long they're kind of their own little group but then I I remember I actually know they've been there over a year yeah it's been a while they were taken in and been there over a year they're now basically getting ready to abandon everybody and taking food. You know, um, I think Yumiko says, no, Daryl, there's like kids back there and people who are ill and hurt and you've taken food from them and medical supplies. What the hell? Yeah. Um, what did you think about Connie basically getting Daryl to lie for and Daryl agreeing to that? Well, it does. I think that kind of cements Donnie, doesn't it, as a thing? Uh, dude, don't do that. About, no. <laughs> uh, about a hundred people just switched off. Yeah. I know. But, yeah, it's a strange one because Daryl doesn't seem like the sort of person that's going to lie for anyone ever. Not, Car- not Carol, again. maybe. <laughs> but yeah. not like this. And then, yeah, for her to come over and say thank you for, for doing that, it was unfair of me to do it to you. And I'm just going to sit there going, uh, I don't know if I... I don't know if I liked it or not. Well, I, I think... There's an element of the greater good in amongst it. Like, what good would come from Daryl saying, right, you know, Magna and Kelly and this group have stolen from us. We're going to kick them out. Well, yeah, they'd be kicked out straight away, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of like, well, one, obviously, he's built a relationship with Connie. He doesn't want to see Connie go. He knows if Kelly goes, Connie goes too. 
Yeah. Um, so there's there is that aspect to it, whether it's a friendship or more. That that's a side note. There is and that aspect. Who's going to gonna the, look after dog? The, the, yeah, exactly. The secondary part is right now they need all the people they can get. And yeah. yeah, Magna's made a decision now to kind of edge her bets of well, if this falls, we've got supplies and we can get out of here. Mm-hmm. There's probably an element of him that thinks, you know, maybe a long time ago I'd have done the same thing. Um, yeah, you know, we, we've been in around a survivor um, a situation. Maybe I'd have done that. I don't know. I remember when Daryl and Rick went to a place once and they buried all of the weapons. So if the place didn't work out, they could head back out and yeah, get their true. stuff. Um, so I kind of thought to myself that it's okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I can understand he's made that decision for the greater good. But I, I guarantee you he's not going to take his eye off Magna now. I not guarantee a chance, you no. that's, that's going to be something he's going to play on his mind. Um, I quite liked that we had a little mention of Merle. Um, you know, Connie was going on about trying to find her sister, and Daryl was like, "Well, I've got a Merle story." Um, yeah, he's he's back. I like I. You know, it's nice to hear Daryl talk about this. I mean, this is the second time this season. I mean, okay, one of them did turn out to be a hallucination. Yeah, but we, you know, Daryl's opening up a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's no um, longer just a grunter. He now actually has a backstory and all sorts. Yeah, he, all the things that he developed in season one and two were finally allowed to have again. Yeah. Um, frustrating as it has been his character for so long, it's nice to have him back in a talking capacity. It seems like that. I reckon he's going to take over when Michonne goes as well. Mm. He will become the main. Like, Rick was the main character. Now it's kind of Michonne. Now Rick's gone. I feel like it's going to be very much Daryl until Maggie comes back, and then it could be kind of those two. But I feel like he's going to really take a spotlight. The thing the thing with Daryl, which I think is the, the only... Uh, he's kind of naturally a loner and naturally doesn't want to be in a leadership role. Yep. Which, for a main character, I think you, you kind of need them to have that authority and that kind of group dynamic yeah which is why i think perhaps in essence michonne leaving maggie coming back is almost a bit of a, a straight swap <laughs> yeah uh obviously very different characters but uh, in terms of uh leadership and and authority in the group yeah um the show of course does have another lead um and that's negan um, yeah now me and you have talked so much about the sort of Negan uh, arc. You know how genuine is it? Is he just saying these things, going through these motions to survive? Um, the thing that I loved about a couple of scenes in this episode was my genuine unease at Negan being nice to a kid. Yeah, and, when he's and... chatting to the kid on the back of the truck, and you're like, "This is weird. This is wrong." Well, well, my genuine unease over it, though, was because when Negan was in Alexandria, even though, you know, yeah, tell that guy with the stick to sod off, because we both know if I wanted to get rid of him, I could, he was still surrounded, he was in a jail, even when he was out of his cell, he was still in jail, you know? Yeah. It's a walled community, he's going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, his actions and stuff within that are always going to be a certain way. Yep. He's now he's now out. He's away from that. He's got this kid Brandon, who's basically a Negan wannabe, Negan worshiping. Uh, his father was a savior, and he's 
clearly just been brainwashed into thinking Negan was something he wasn't. Um, his whole "I heard you killed Carl" thing brought a real oh, visceral that reaction. Wow! But this is it. This is what I mean about that unease because Negan was kind of like smiley, happy. All it took was for him to say about Carl and his face, his demeanor, and that vicious evil. Watching it, I was like, "Oh, dude!" <laughs> you know, it was like cold. It was. You could genuinely believe, and what a great job the actor's doing is you could genuinely believe that in that second he could have just stabbed that guy in the throat. Oh, God, yeah. You, and I, I, mean, I loved it, way, though. Yeah. I loved it because it was so fitting with the Negan character. We all knew from the start he had that little soft spot because, to him, Carl was the child of the apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. And there was always that little soft spot. So to see Negan kind of just go... And flip on him. Yeah, you know, you know, the guy was like down, down talking Rick Grimes. Another Rick Grimes mentioned, by the way, everybody. That's yep, we called it. We called five, it. Five episodes in, Rick has been mentioned again. So everyone, keep keep your ears open for episode six. See if there's another Rick mention. Um, but yeah, you know, he kind of talks smack about Rick, and he's kind of like, yeah, yeah, you know, the guy's an ass, yeah. And then he says that about Carl, and bang, just. Yeah. vicious and like in that moment he could have killed that kid and we'd have all gone damn you know because he, just the way he looked but it was because of that kind of happy laughy but then on a on a dime you know he just switches to that psycho yep. that left me feeling really uneasy so then he goes and saves this woman and her son um, you know and brutally saves them by the way um, you know the walker with the head in the door that walker was dead before he finished crushing that skull. Yeah, I mean, that was my kill of the week. Yeah, that, well, my kill of the week's coming up. Um, but that, it, it just like Negan of old, and I think Brandon even says, like, oh, classic Negan. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that was that kind of vicious, nasty streak. Yeah. And then he talks to them for a little bit. And then, anyway, he, he tells Brandon to get stuffed. Yeah, you know, go away. And to be honest with you, Negan in full vicious mode would have told Brandon to go away because he was the, just an annoying idiot. Yeah, but the bit that got me is the reason he told Brandon to get lost was because Brandon was going to go and kill the woman and the kid. And yeah. Negan was like, "No, you're not going to go kill him. Piss off." Yeah. Well, this this and is I was the like, thing. Oh, Negan is getting morals. Or... Well, no, 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 no. This this is the thing. Think about what he said to him. People are a resource. Yeah. And remember, when he was a saviour, he wasn't about killing people, really. You think no, about that's how, true. You know, Rick killed like 30, 40 of his men. Negan killed two. Because yeah. he'd much rather have a group giving him stuff, a resource, this is true. than yeah. murdering them all. And that was always his thing. So, in that moment, that was still kind of very Negan. Still very, no, no, we didn't kill people like this they were a resource yeah true <laughs> and yeah like, think of it that I way don't kill kids i'm not gonna kill a woman and her kid you know he was like that but at the same time like i said this kind of psychopath side of him that uh, this could just be me and it, I, like, I think i messaged you just like i'm feeling really uneasy yeah he sat on that thing this kid's been sent away we don't know where the mother is right yep all we got is Negan to say, oh, she's packing, and he's just talking to the kid. I don't know about you, man, but I had this image of that woman being dead. 
and Negan just talking to the kid. And I don't know why, but it just it just felt like any second something bad was going to happen. And that was that general unease of being around someone that you know can just flip and has that switch where they go from, hey, kid, let's talk about, you know, tapping someone's nutsack to caving someone's skull in with a rock. Yeah. And and he, anyway, so it's not that. He's genuinely going to try and help this woman and her son, Milo, get to Alexandria because he's like, look, I know people that take you in. You'll be safe there. And that was such an interesting character development. Like, I like the fact that even the whole, you know, the, the rule is you don't tell them who sent you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I was like, whoa, this is not this is not the Negan that we know. No, yeah, and that, but, that was the first real uh, kind of hit home to me that clearly, for all his joking about with Brandon a few minutes ago about, yeah, yeah, Rick was full of crap, he believes in it now. Because in the past, it was always, oh, you know, this place of fall, it's a waste of time. And here he is, willing to send these two there, because he tells them, look, you're going to be safe, they're good people. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, oh, this is... Yeah, it is that complete flip of, does he now Does he now buy into the Grimes kind of master yeah. plan? Yeah, is, does he now believe in that? Or is he just thinking... In this area, you don't want to cross that fence that way. You definitely want to go that way <laughs> to, to these two. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just it's just a completely intriguing storyline that then takes another twist. Yeah. And a Before awful, we awful quickly twist. get to the twist, yeah. though, what I liked about it was the fact of, like, Negan kind of was... You know, like you have the devil on one shoulder, the angel on the other. Yeah. It was almost like Negan himself was trying to be the angel. Yet yeah. he's got this kid who just keeps reinforcing to him. Look, I managed to find your old jacket. Remember yeah, when you used this? His, his or, Look what I brought you to this. And Negan's like, yeah, put that back in the bag. Yeah, That's not think, me. Yeah, put that away. Think, yeah, what did you think about his reaction to seeing the jacket? Oh, see, I love... Oh, I want to say I loved it. Yeah, the way he kind of has that smirk on his face, like, yeah, I remember that jacket, and then he kind of realizes and goes, "I, I remember that jacket. I remember yeah. that jacket. That jacket got my throat slit. Yeah, I had my throat cut open in that jacket. I lost people in that jacket. I was, I murdered people wearing that jacket. Yeah, put that away. Actually, yeah, I don't need to see that. Yeah. Thank you very and much. See, seeing the bat wrapped in barbed wire, and he was kind of looking at that. And I think just... that was, I think the jacket had more of an impact because the barbed wire bat, that shows Lucille. Yeah. However, it's not Lucille and we no. know what Lucille now means to him. Yeah. When we found all that out. So to see the bat, that could have just been a case of, that's not what I want it to be. Piss off. Yeah. But yeah, to see the the jacket, the jacket is what he was. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, his reaction to, yeah, that's my jacket. Oh, crap, no, put that away, actually. I don't want to be that well, person anymore. It, I'm it, not that person anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up when you did, because we'll, we'll circle back to the jacket in a moment, because basically Negan goes off to find some firewood. Yep. Um, Good point, Negan. woman and the yep. kid. Um, when he returns, he finds that Brandon has come back doing that savior whistle, and Brandon yeah. has killed both the mother and her son, yep. and has done it on the basis that he thinks that's what Negan wanted him to do. 
Yeah, it was a challenge, and it was like, oh, this kid needs to die. And he snaps. Yeah. And he kills the kid with a rock in his bare hand and caves his skull in. Um, yeah. One, the world is not going to miss Brandon. What an evil, nasty little sod. Yeah. But here's the thing. Negan looked at that jacket when he, the kid showed him, and I genuinely think, like you said, there was an element of him like, hey, it's my jacket. And then it hit him all the sign, all what that jacket signified as him being Negan, yeah. and the kid saying we're both Negan, and that kind of brought all of that back to him, and all of the stuff that he's been reflecting on for years. Yeah, and he just wanted to put it away. No, no, put that away. I don't want to think about that. Yeah. Then this kid acts the way he does in his name. In essence, this kid has just murdered two people because he believed that's what Negan was. And yep. he's kind of like in this position, you know, when he completely snaps and kills him, Yeah, he, for me, in that moment, is the old Negan again. And to almost signify his transition into that, he puts the jacket on, he picks up the barbed wire baseball bat, and he crosses the border. Now, it's one of two things in my mind on this. One... Like you've said, like I've said, there's a little bit of a theory that he's done a deal with whoever's let him out that he's going to go over that border and cause some chaos. Yeah. Two, Negan, after seeing what people did in his name, you know, seeing that firsthand, actually kind of goes across that border thinking he might die and almost bring it on. You know, let's let's end this. I'm I'm done. I'm 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 not going back to it's, my cell. It's the I'm, final thing that snaps him over the edge of I can't go back to that. I'm never going to escape it. Yeah. Do, do you reckon it's kind of a case of him saying, you know, him realizing he's never going to escape his past. He's not going to change people's minds. Well, the, but the, can he go and do one final good thing, which is deal with the whisperers? I'm not. I'm not convinced. I'm just not sure. I I know the arc the comics take, and I know the yeah. rationale in the comics cannot be replicated in the TV show. It just cannot be replicated. There's a slightly missing part to it. Yeah, there is a big missing part to it. Um, See, I don't know how it all happens, etc. But I do know what does happen in the comics. I've not yeah. read the comics, but my dad yeah, has, okay. yeah. so well, I know what happens. But I don't know yeah. the reason, the whys, and the hows, etc. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a massive. I'm not going to go into it because if they do mirror it, I mean, it, it'll upset people if I talk about that. So I won't. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he for me, I feel when he puts that jacket back on, he picks up that bat, crosses the border. I don't think he's thinking about the greater good. I don't think he's thinking about anything else because he whistles. He does the little pig, little pig. Which I loved seeing that. Again. Yeah, he's he's being that character again. He's kind of slipped in there. I've just smashed someone's skull in. Right? Do you know what world? Fine. You don't want me to do this, right? I'm going to go out on my terms. I'm not going back to Alexandria for them to hang me and kill me. Yeah. I'm not just going to slowly waste away in this world. I'm going to go out on my terms. I'm going to just go out swinging, quite literally, smashing yep. skulls in. And then Beta throws him to the ground, and then probably my favourite line in The Walking Dead of the season so far. 
Negan looking up the beta. Okay, you big bastard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's do this. Yeah, let's. I think do he this. calls him a big freak. Actually, big yeah, you freak. big freak. Let's do this or something. And I'm like, yes. I I think it's yeah. the first time in quite a long time with The Walking Dead. The credits have hit the screen, and I've gone. No, Damn. no, yeah. what's happening? No, no, no. Yeah, I've not had just... that in such a long time. It was, it was like, no, 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 I'm really... next week. It was a good episode. It, yeah. it was a good episode that had a lot happen, had a lot for us to sort of dive into. Um, Milo dying, the you know, and his mother was upsetting. I mean, he just he just learned the rules of you know hitting people in the nads. Yeah, it's, un- it's uncool, completely uncool. Uh, but Jeffrey Dean Morgan is Negan's doing a phenomenal job this season because he's blurring that line between a complete psychopath and someone you'd quite like to invite to dinner yeah um and that's and that's perfect that's kind of exactly where you'd want that character to be uh you know let negan be negan um i mean that's going to be a hell of an episode next week well i hope so i hope we get to see the kind of next part to that rather than us heading to the ocean side and having an entire episode based there see i that's my fear now, I've seen the preview, it isn't, you're fine. Okay. Um, now, one of the things we do after an episode airs, uh, but only after it's aired in the UK, so which means it's had its global release, is we post on our Facebook page asking people for their comments on it. Yep. Um, so, if you don't mind, my friend, uh, have you had it. a look at these yet? No, I'm going to load them up now. Okay, well, we basically put a post after the episode airs, just like, you know, what did everybody think? And here it is. Now, it's time for your comments. Okay, so, looking at what people have said, we've got a few comments this week, which is good. Um, The first one is from Shandy Morris, who says, Been waiting for Negan and Beta to meet up. Loved the ending. I I agree with that. Um, I think a straight-up fight between those two would be incredible. Yeah. Um, Hillary Park says, great episode. I agree. Uh, Manda Iziqui. Loved it. Hashtag Negan's back. Hashtag Lucille's back. Hashtag watch out beta. That lady does love a hashtag. She loves a hashtag. Uh, Tina Johnson says, wow, awesome. Lisa Nelson says, loved it. Cynthia Brow says, loved it. I can't stop thinking about it. Uh, Stuart May says, shouted, yes, as soon as I saw the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly a big Negan fan there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sheila Hayden says Negan is back. Yes. Uh, Richard says awesome. Gary Marshall says not sure what Negan's doing. Um, to which Adonis replied, Gary Marshall, he's going to be the secret weapon against the Whisperers, I think. Yeah. Uh, which plays into what you said. Uh, Kai Flint says finally we got season 10's Nicholas. <laughs> he didn't stick around for long. He was an asshole for half an episode and bam, he gets the Glenn treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the Glenn treatment. Perfect way to get rid <laughs> yeah. of an asshole character. Only death more satisfying than that was Gregory. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Gregory's death was satisfying for different reasons. Um,. But man, that's the first time in a long time universal love for an episode. Yeah, we normally get a few like, oh, boring. Oh, well, nothing the boring happened. comment is the kind of the standard one. So yeah, I mean that's great. Um, I'm I'm pleased with that. I enjoyed it. Um, episode six uh, next week. We've got six, seven, and eight. Three more episodes. Yes. Um, now, me and you talked about this. That yep. we have a milestone coming up. 
Yeah, we would do. You, would, would you like to tell the listeners the milestone? No, go on, do it. It's yours. You do it. You've go forgotten, on. haven't you? No. You have, I can tell. No, it, no, I haven't forgotten. It's just well, I've got you to well, do it. it. No, 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 it's you. I, I have handed this honour to you. <sighs> we have a very, very special podcast if we have worked out the maths correctly. We, we and that's have. why yes, I don't I've, want to say about I, it myself. I, I, I've double-checked. We're You've double-checked. Yeah. It is a milestone. It's the 150th? <sighs> so you had forgotten. I am I am hurt beyond all belief. Why why have I got 150 in my head? I don't know. Perhaps that's the age of your girlfriend. Oh. It will be our 200th episode. The Stuff and Things podcast turns 200 on the mid-season finale of The Walking Dead. Which is and in huge. that and in that episode we will have all sorts of fun and frolics from famous actors voiced by me. <clears throat> contributing to the show oh, i'm um, so glad we're doing that again I, i'm not I, I kind of set myself up for a fall here um and we also hopefully will get alfie to come in even if it's just to record something to give us abuse just so just, just yeah. to say hello again yeah just to say hi everybody i was i was here first um stefan's in my chair uh so yeah i mean that's coming that's the the season so yeah there yeah, i'll start that again the season 10 mid-season finale will be our 200th episode. That's mad, isn't it? That is... I mean... I know yeah. I kind of joined halfway through. Yeah, I mean, we cover fear as well. I mean, we cover The Walking Dead fear. Me and you have expanded that also. We discussed Game of Thrones. Yep, we've done some uh, Marvel which, stuff. Uh, we covered the MCU. We also will be talking about Stranger Things at some point in the future. Apologies, yep. that's taken so long. Uh, and various other shows as well. I mean, basically, if we watch it and we enjoy it, we, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got so, The Boys coming up. We're doing one of those soon. Yeah, an Amazon Prime show. If you've not checked that out, please do. The Boys. It's hilarious. It's, it's kind it's, of messed up it's sick, in so many but ways. It's so good. Yeah, it, it's sick in both meanings of the word. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we've we got a lot. We've done a lot. Um, so, yeah, 200th episode. It's why we're not doing any of the other side projects at the moment because I like the fact the 200th episode will fall on the mid season finale. <laughs> yeah, of the we're holding Dead. everything else back for we that break. really are. Yeah, <laughs> once that break happens, you're going to get inundated. The Chris- That does probably mean the Christmas special is going to be like 201 or 202. Uh, but yeah, that's fine. That could that be yeah. a giggle. Uh, the Christmas uh, episode will also be funny. Um, apparently, there's going to be some information with regards to the Rick Grimes movies. Yeah, that's um, coming out soon. And something I've not told Stefan yet, but I'm going to tell you now whilst we're on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I actually have a little bit of inside information for that because uh, my daughter, who's an actress, has been invited to audition for it. No way. Yeah. So, Get uh, in there. Yeah, well, trust me, man. The amount of time she's auditioned for things, I've got really excited, and it's like, oh yeah, she's down to the last two. Oh yeah, we went with the other girl because she's got red hair. It's like, oh damn it! <laughs> I could have dyed it. Damn. Yeah, yeah. No, the the industry is a strange thing, but uh, I well, I'm excited for her because she loves acting and she gets yeah. to audition for something, and she knows I'd love it if she got it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So that's uh, I've got a little bit of a segment of a script that she has to read, Ooh, which yeah. you're probably not allowed to talk about whatsoever. Oh God, no, no. It's like, they've changed um, all the names. There's a, now a person called Rock. Yeah, yeah. Um, so 
So basically, she plays the daughter of Rick in... Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going to make a joke then, but I know people would have ripped my heart right out. God, yeah. Yeah, can you imagine? Uh, yeah, Rick is now married... To Jadis, <laughs> and to they've Jadis. got a lovely daughter. A beautiful family, and the, and the whole film's just how happy he is. <laughs> Who is this shown? He yeah. has a weird memory of a dream yeah. of a lady. yeah. He, he couldn't wait to get away from her. We all thought they were in love. They weren't, yeah. Um, he was trapped because they had uh, a child. People, yeah, people <laughs> would just freak out. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's enough from us this week. I think we've reached delirium status. So yeah. uh, a big thank you to everybody for listening. We always enjoy you getting in touch with us. Uh, do join us on the Flick chat. Uh, I'll put the link into the podcast uh, blurb. Yes. This week, uh, join us on there. It's a new thing. We've just kicked it off. Basically, after every episode, we create a small chat in there. You can listen to the podcast in the app whilst you can view the chat. So if you hear us say something, you can straight away type, "Hey, you just said this. I think this." Or, "Hey, you just said this. How dumb are you?" It's some yeah, people might that's want it. to. That's yeah. not what he said at all. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can abuse us in real time, is what I'm trying to tell you. So, Good fun. Good fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, get involved. Uh, but yeah, like I said, a big thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, look out for that. We'll be back next week. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on Facebook or online. Simply search the Stuff and Things podcast to join in our conversation every week.